This podcast is called Obsessed. Joseph Scrimshaw and his guest get some secrets off their chest. You should listen. It's the best. Hello and welcome to Obsessed with me, Joseph Scrimshaw. I'm sitting in my home with the other person who lives here and does this podcast with me. It's Sarah Scrimshaw. <laughs> it's me. <laughs> Sorry, I just uh, I decided to adjust my own speeds. <laughs> it sounded like I was going a little fast, so then I decided, why not just race down the hill and then slow down at the bottom? Yeah, yeah. I feel like that's a really good summer metaphor, like you're rolling down the hill and just can't help it, but you're having fun, limbs are flailing, and here we go. <laughs> it started sounding like a fun summer metaphor, and then it just sounded like a metaphor for life. You're just flailing <laughs> down a hill. You can't stop. <laughs> yeah, but rolling down hills are fun. <laughs> anyway, how are you? <laughs> I'm good. Uh, I'm not, to my knowledge, currently rolling down a hill. You are not, emotionally or physically. Oh, good. Uh, yeah. well, I, I don't perceive you from the outside to be emotionally falling down a hill, but you can tell me if I'm wrong. No, I agree with you, and I'm I'm glad I'm not seeming that way. <laughs> 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 falling on the outside, serene on the inside. <laughs> nice, nice. So uh, we are going to talk about masks. That's the topic for today. Um, obviously, masks are on people's minds uh, because... It is probably, if you turn on the news or look at social media, the single most said or read word right now. Masks are obviously a big deal with, the, you know, the whole pandemic thing. Uh, but I wanted to talk about them in general because people keep making different jokes, myself included, about masks in an effort to try to convince other people or to wrestle with, the, you know, why aren't people wearing masks when the data is now saying it would really help us and all that. Mm -hmm. uh, and it get, just has got me thinking and uh, obsessing about masks as an idea and all of the different permutations of what they mean to us in society and pop culture and all that. Mm -hmm. So I'm interested in talking about the mask for the pandemic thing, but also just, hey, masks are cool and interesting. Masks. Masks. Um, so let's uh, let's start with the whole pandemic part of it and get that out of the way. <laughs> I'm sure it'll come up again. I think all of us would like to get the pandemic out of the way. Yeah. Um, how, how do you feel about uh, this, uh, what's happening in society that wearing them for safety, that wearing a mask for safety has become such a battle. Uh, you know, data that in other countries, people just, you know, for whatever societal reasons, like, oh, that's what's going to help? Okay, great. We did it. Uh, in America, it has become such a battle. How do you feel about that? And what do you think the reasons are for the battle? Mm. Well, um, you know, easy questions. <laughs> easy questions. For myself, I would like to start by saying I am pro-mask in our current situation. <laughs> yeah, we haven't changed the podcast um, into like the pro or con discussion. <laughs> I just wanted that like baseline out of the way. Um, I, I, I don't, I can, I can blather. I don't know, honestly, why it has become, I mean, I do know why it has become such a battleground. How many times would you like me to contradict myself in one sentence? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, uh, <laughs> I, I don't know. I know. I don't know. I know. I know. But I, I do. Know. I don't. <laughs> um, I mean, so just for myself, if I can get this out of the way, because then I'll be able to yeah. talk about your questions. To me, it, I find it very frustrating that it has become such a battleground because I feel like we've got the science. Do the science. It will help people. Done. Yeah. It's not not complicated for people who are medically able to wear masks, uh, for people who are not young babies under the age of two, you know, the, if you're able to wear a mask. Yeah. Um, so that's kind of where I start from. 
Do you think that there is a resistance to it, at least partially because it is science? We talked about this on another episode. It's, it can be a similar, similar thing, I think, with climate change. Do you think there is any element of, oh, the scientists, uh, you know, the, the fancy doctors with their degrees and their numbers who think they're better than us are telling us to do this thing that defies common sense? I think there's, I think definitely there's some of that. I think there's some of just like pushback of people, some, the person told me to, so no. You mean the person like we normally say the man. The man, the person told (laughs) me to. Uh, So yeah, so I feel like there's some of that. I think there's also um, a, to me, surprising number of people who still don't think that this is real or that serious um and so they're like whatever it's all a hoax don't wear a mask and and or who don't think it'll help um yeah or that don't think it'll help them not get it which is true that's not how at least cloth masks work <laughs> but you could help the people around you yeah and emerging data that hey you know what it might even help more than we know because i think that's a part of the science battle too of every good scientist and it seems like fauci tries to say this every time of like yeah we know a lot but then we get new data. So then we revise. It's mm-hmm. called science. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Maybe we needed to all start this whole um, Safer at Home with like, hi, welcome to Safer at Home. Here's your uh, review of basic scientific principles and how science works. Um, and I even say that for myself. Like, I, I don't work in a scientific field. I don't work in the sciences. So I feel like some of those basic um, reviews like that, maybe that would have been a good way for all of us as a as a country to have science 101 for those who are interested yeah i really like that this podcast has become you and i trying to uh with little knowledge revise the educational system of america because <laughs> last week we're like it should be nature and critical thinking and i think yeah. you know if you taught nature and critical thinking i think science might follow along with those absolutely and i'm just to be very clear i'm not saying this for students i'm saying this for like the general public. Like, oh, right. If if we just all tuned in for the first two weeks of, you know, like the last two weeks of March, they're just like, okay, on all of these different channels and radios and everything, there will be 15 minutes of science just so you can kind of have a review of how how science works. How do we get data? How do we review data? How do we make um, recommendations? Yeah. How's this all going to work? Just yeah. our reviews, because I feel like there are a lot of people who think, well, there's an answer. And now they're changing their answer. So clearly they were wrong before. So why are they right now? So none of it. I'm not wearing a mask. Yeah. Yeah. I think for me, obviously, Trump just made it a battleground Mm -hmm. by uh, and, and his motivations are clear. He wants to deny the existence of the virus because it is bad for him. It is bad for the economy and the economy is the he seems to think the. You know, the stock market is the one magic number that means he will be reelected or not. So his motivations are all crystal clear and easily (laughs) predicted. Uh, But it was interesting to me that he was a so the masks became a symbol of taking it seriously Mm -hmm. and he didn't want to take it seriously. He wanted everybody to believe that he did a great job and it's going away. Mm -hmm. Right. Right. Um, it says it's still here. Yeah, so it's a ma- it's a big billboard for no, it's it's real and you should take it seriously. So his motivation for encouraging people to not wear masks is crystal clear. What is fascinating to me is his his entire tactic is make anything a wedge issue, and then you can get people uh, on board. The fact that people were susceptible to this specific wedge issue, 
has got me thinking a lot about the us versus them mentality. Like mm-hmm. he snapped at a reporter saying, oh, I see you're wearing a mask because you're politically correct. And like, and, and, you know, he very mm-hmm. quickly and very easily turned the mask into signifying a lot of the us versus them battles that uh, that we have in a society in our not in a society in our society <laughs> <laughs> no us versus them it is yeah. our society um it, it, that has got me thinking more and more about i how i think that stripping back from different politics or rural urban or all the other different ways that we can discuss why people demographically uh, hold different views that there is something that we are extra susceptible to seeing everything in the us versus them framework, which means also convincing people of the actual function of the masks, of the idea that mine protects you and yours protects me, actively cuts against the us versus them paradigm that I think is more hardwired into American society than uh, I've always thought it, but but to see it at this level where mm. like, you won't do this super simple thing for the greater good because you want to turn it into a symbol of you're trying to, they are trying to stop me from doing something. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah. In a, in a painful way? <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely. Okay, any other thoughts on the pandemic or should we just move on to masks in general? Uh, I'm, I'm sure I have more thoughts about the pandemic and masks, but let's move on to masks in general. <laughs> okay. I just want to make sure that I didn't monologue in if you have something oh, to add. Feel, no, I feel was, free. I, I don't have anything right now. I was thinking very, I think it was lots of very interesting points. <laughs> Thank you. I was thinking very hard. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a long day for both of us. So let's move on to some mask fun. Uh, th- I guess this is still related to the pandemic, but do you like your masks? The ones that you actually wear. Um, I do. I do. So I wear masks, for the most part, masks that I have made. I do have a few of the surgical masks as well. Um, At first, I was like, "Mm, surgical masks, not as comfortable, partly because the person that I had the elastic fell off. So then I tried to safety pin it onto the paper, and that was not comfortable. Were you Um, poking yourself with a safety pin in the face? No. Safety pin's got a little, you know, closure. So it's safe. Yeah. I, <laughs> I guess that's right there in the title, <laughs> allegedly. Allegedly safety pins. <laughs> um, yeah, it's been interesting. So I made both of us some masks right away when I was like, wear masks. Like, yes, I will. I shall make some. Um, and when you say make them, can yes. you describe a little bit about what you did? Sure. So I followed one of the CDC recommended um, patterns um, or guidelines. So it's cloth. Um it is not knit. This is not a time when knitting helps. There's <laughs> holes in knitting. <laughs> but um, it's cloth. It's multiple layers of cloth. Um, the ones that we have right now are both dual layers of, of fairly tightly woven cotton cloth with little pieces of elastic go over the ears. And um, mine are in a variety of fairly neutral colors. Uh, and yours have, would you like to share? Oh, I'll, I'll share my mask in okay. a moment. Oh, yes. sorry, sorry. But I'm, so just I'm fascinated about the technical part of it because you have a sewing machine and you have worked with fabric and for you like i'll make some masks it was like kind of no big deal what is it uh what is it called the way the fabric is bunched on the side how do you make that happen oh i made pleats pleats yeah we have pleated we have masks pleated masks thank you for pleating my mask <laughs> you're welcome um but it's been interesting because what i've actually done uh 
which you might not know, to my masks is I found that when I was talking, um, they were moving around more than I wanted. And so I ended up, um, so ours are kind of the, the pleated ones, but then I made a little tuck under my chin. You made a chin tuck? Yeah, like a little, um, like a little fold. So it's so it's got a little like diagonal point on the chin side. Oh, so it kind of sits on your chin, and then like, does it move with your jaw? Yeah. So then it does. It isn't too loose, so it doesn't move down with my jaw when I'm talking. But it's interesting. Yeah. So I've got. So I've added that in the three pleated ones that I have, and then I also was like, I want to try one of these fancy, you know, like sculpted style masks. But I'm feeling lazy today and not going to use a pattern so i just like freeformed it and uh it my next version will be better <laughs> great uh quote from the movie edward <laughs> well my next one will be better um okay yeah so you you made how many have you made for yourself so i have four um for myself yeah so far yeah in it just they're different nice subtle very you patterns right yeah and it's just kind of the fabric that i have happened to have around um, we also were given guidelines to have plain colored masks. I don't have a lot of plain colored materials, so I went with fairly neutral. Like I have bolder, brighter fabrics, but those were not. Um, Do you mean by your job? My, by my job. Those okay. are not the work masks. Those will be the at-home masks. Okay. I thought for a second you said that was in the CDC. <laughs> <laughs> like, yes. And by the way, calm down with the colors. Come oh, on. no. CDC is like, go have a party. <laughs> I have a party on my face because you, you bought some cool fabric, uh, and it's been great because I posted it on social media. I've seen a couple of other people. I just saw uh, Victoria Mahoney, the um, the assistant director on the Rise of Skywalker, post a picture of all of her masks, and she has the same fabric. Oh, as nice! Well. It is very cool, uh, just a kind of vibrant. Uh, um aqua blue mm-hmm. uh with very stylized kind of i think day of the dead inspired art of uh vader and his mask so it's a mask on a mask and and it's great um you have because you are leaving uh for work mm-hmm. and you are like interacting with people from physically safe distances with masks on yes um i'm the i because my work is podcasting and writing i don't leave the apartment unless i really need to so i use my mask pretty sparingly what is uh, do you see other people's masks do you appreciate other people's masks is there a culture of commenting on other people's masks that you have encountered um so i've seen a lot of people's masks um <laughs> Because happily, most people near me wear them. Um, there's a lot of people who tend to go kind of the more bandana style, mm. um, which which I think makes a lot of sense, you know, because especially then if you are doing something where you're not always around people and you can bring it down and then bring it back up when you're around people, that it's a nice, easy way to not have to put it down somewhere. Yeah. Um, or do the weird, awkward, it is hanging from your ear, yep. from one ear. Yep. Because it looks like you I just forgot it there. <laughs> Or tuck it down around your chin. My favorite today was oh, I, I saw somebody walking down the street with it up over his forehead. <sighs> there was a viral video of somebody on a plane uh, with it over their eyes. I saw. Yeah. Yeah. No. no not, None of that. Not how it works. No. I will clarify. I'm going to put mine under my chin. When I am the only one in my office. Yes. Yes. Um, but... Yeah, I mean, I've certainly commented with a few people, like when you, if I haven't seen somebody for a while, or 
Um, you know, a lot of companies are doing branded ones now. So there's been a lot of conversation about that. Or like, ooh, like I, one person was coming and it's like, oh, to make sure, you know, it was still fairly new when masks were required. So I was like, oh, you know, here's the deal is make sure you wear a mask and do this and do that. And they're like, oh, I'll wear my favorite mask. Uh, <laughs> so then I, I did make sure to, to look and comment and it nice. was a very nice mask. And has that been a good conversation when you've been able to say, ooh, I like your mask? Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Or sometimes it's like, ooh, I like it. Where'd you get it? Or like the ones at the neck strap. Yeah. There's certainly mask conversations. Yeah. Nice. Because I just realized that when I have been going out in uh, in the world, in general, this is true of when I choose to perform, I want to be the loudest, most exciting person possible because I'm performing. But just kind of going through day-to-day life, I prefer to just quietly go about my business. And I sometimes choose clothing that way. Like mm-hmm. I have, this is just really funny. For some reason in our neighborhood in Hollywood, I have a Batman t-shirt that people love. And I only put that on if I'm feeling social because I will get a wide swath of human beings going, nice Batman shirt. And then it's a lovely thing. But if I feel like, you know, so I, I've been, when I go out, I forget that I'm wearing a super stylized Darth Vader on my face. And a couple of times when people look at me, I'm like, are they judging me for wearing a mask or do they think my Darth Vader mask is cool? Like, I, I forget for a <laughs> right. second. Like, oh, they might just like my mask. Yeah. Yeah. Or they might be looking at it for a second. Also, I did a very good job of placement with Darth Vader front and center. You nailed it because, it, it, yeah, it, it took absolute precision and pleading yes. to make Vader be exactly in the right place. Yes. Mine were easier than yours. Yes. <laughs> but you absolutely did it. You nailed it. Uh, you found uh, the balance in the mask force, as it were. Um, so we talked a little bit about appreciating uh, one another's masks aesthetically. It's nice to hear that that is happening a little bit. Uh, let's go back to the beginning, as we often do on Obsessed, in our own appreciation or understanding of masks. Do you feel like they were something that you were aware of? or cared about as a kid? Did you think they were cool or they had any sort of mystique to you? Mm. Um, I remember, like, I mean, masks were sometimes a part of, like, Halloween costumes. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like, dressing up. I don't think I often had masks, but they were kind of fun if I did. Um, but masks could also be scary. I remember some, like, um, kids' TV shows that I was watching that like one of the scary parts of it would be like, oh, you don't know who this person is because they have a mask on. Like a, just a little, a small mask or like a, you know, big rubber mask? I want to say, I'm, and I'm not fully remembering this because it's probably from when I was around three or four, but on um, uh, 321 Company? Oh, electric, oh the company? electric Company? Or 321 Contact? Yes, one of those. Okay. Um, there is... There was a scene, uh, something where somebody had a mask, but I think it was just like an over-the-eyes mask. But I remember being really scared by it. And I oh, think it was yeah. just like a basic black. And they weren't necessarily, I think they were maybe miming at the same time, but they weren't like trying to be creepy. I just got scared. <laughs> I think that is natural. Uh, <laughs> I think that's a natural uh, reaction to masks. And we will definitely uh, discuss that. It's one of the things I'm fascinated about is how they are coded in society. And sometimes they are coded as uh this you know wonderful symbol of protection and that's happening in our real world mm-hmm. uh view of them but then they can also be like what what's the truth what's going on under there yeah but at the same time i do want to say fairly early on it was often you know like fancy costumes or like 
people at a ball because they're at a masked ball that would be wearing those, you know, masks where you hold it by one stick. Yeah. And also like probably by the time I was four or five, I had discovered those and I thought those were awesome. Did you, I feel like the stories that exist around those kind of masks about the idea of a masked ball and specifically the uh, uh, little mask and a stick that you hold up is that those stories are almost always about uh, mysterious identity and you don't know who you're actually dancing with. And maybe even if you're masked, you can get past your inhibitions. Did you have any of that uh, association or were you just like, cool, a mask I can hold? I think it at that age was probably a little <laughs> bit more cool a mask I can hold and people are dancing. I like it. <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, I, I can see why you would gravitate <laughs> toward that. Um I don't remember a time that I didn't think masks were awesome because of superheroes mostly. Um, I think growing up a little bit more, you know, having them in Star Wars and having them in Scooby-Doo, they were all bad guy masks, but they were totally the like anything you could just grab the top of it and it would be a rubber mask, you know, any any ghoul or any vampire or zombie or giraffe. I mean, they could pull the <laughs> rubber head <laughs> off of anything and it'd be like, oh, it's actually the old prospector. Yeah. Uh, so there's that idea. But really, the first thing in my soul that comes to my mind when I think mask is Robin's domino mask. And I thought that was the coolest thing in the world. Uh, I've told you before about uh, the really crappy Halloween uh, costume the year that I wanted to be Robin. I thought my brother's going to be Batman, but he went with Humphrey Bogart. (laughs) And then it was really cold in Minnesota, so my parents uh, made me wear uh, full pants. Uh, And then I just had like an old pillowcase uh, for the Robin costume. And then just a Lone Ranger mask, and I think that they didn't cut around to make it a domino mask. And I remember being annoyed of like, but this one goes over the nose. And that's not Robin's (laughs) mask. That's I mean, like, Lone Ranger's okay, but geez dumb but you weren't the lone ranger <laughs> i was not the lone ranger and i didn't want to be at that time uh yeah so i just so associate them with you know and i think i started to like them before i was old enough to comprehend that the superhero story that they wear them to hide their identities and that usually that is because they're trying to protect uh their loved ones or you know keep their anonymity uh, so they can keep doing what they're doing and these things that are, you know, coded as virtuous. Um, I just thought they aesthetically looked cool. And I just thought it was a cool thing to be able to have. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. So now when you think of masks, what is your first cultural reaction? Is it superhero? Is it more real life uh, burglar? Is it Halloween, ancient Greek theater? When you think mask, <laughs> what is the first thing you think of? Um, Pre-March. Um, I would say probably equal parts um, superhero and still the masked ball style of, <laughs> you know, I those have a name and I'm just blanking on it. Um, it's it's mask math. spelled with the Q, right? Just Q- for fancy. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, so I think uh, until the last few months, equally those. Now it's a three-way tie. Okay. So the I got distracted thinking about mm-hmm. the stick mask. Yeah. So the stick mask, mm-hmm. what was the other one? Superhero. Superhero. And what was the third one? Uh, COVID masks. COVID masks. Okay, that that's a pretty good one. Uh, now I want to see a superhero who has a stick mask who you know fights crime with only one arm because they always have to use the other arm <laughs> to, <laughs> to hold their mask on a little stick. The masked ball vigilante. Um, 
so what is your uh, association then? When you think masks, is it a generally positive thing? Is there any, like for me, I would I would list it as like, it is a sub-obsession of my obsession with pop culture and genre and superheroes and Star Wars and theater. Like masks for me touch all sorts of things that I'm obsessed with. So mm-hmm. I would in- include masks as a sort of subset obsession. Do you feel intrigued by them, excited by them? Or are they just like, they're a thing I encounter sometimes. I would say um, in terms of just thinking about kind of um, real world masks for a moment, uh, it, I find it very intriguing of the ideas of when you wear a mask, what that allows you to do or not do, why you would choose to wear a mask, what mask you would choose to wear, what it's saying. Like I find that whole um, sociological side of it very interesting. Yeah. Um, and And also kind of how it's changed like, now if we go to a masked party like a masquerade or something it's it's a fun thing that's totally different from what most of us normally do but other people put on a mask as part of you know whatever their performance is every night um so i find it very very interesting from a lot of different perspectives right now i also want to mention though um many years ago now i was in a piece that um a dance piece a dance piece piece? that uh john munger who i have mentioned on the podcast before had a dance company that he choreographed and he it was a long multi-phase process uh and it was an exploration of masks oh that's right yeah and uh so there's a little bit and they were like the the white full face you know like the white plastic full face no expressions and then he attached like a bright yellow wig to it and we all at different times, the different dancers would wear the mask. And it was kind of about this whole concept of how do we treat people when we don't know who they are because they're all the same person and what's in the shadows and what are the fears and what are the joys and what like what permissions are you given by wearing a mask and what attacks you when you're wearing a mask and who's actually behind the mask and like a lot of really cool, fun ideas. Yeah. Um, and also an insanely sweaty mask that we had to dance wearing and couldn't really see out of so uh, i have kind of a mix. the same mask, and we right? shared i think we had two masks um because we at various times needed them on both sides of the stage yeah. but yeah no we shared the mask also so, so not a good covid mask <laughs> pre-covid <laughs> <laughs> don't share your masks yeah that i remember that piece in, in pieces uh because it, it was an elaborate performance it was elaborate and it expanded i think ultimately it was like a half hour like multi multi-chaptered piece yeah yeah well that's great because i i definitely think a lot about how masks are coded either as a a positive uh in terms of that superhero way of i i am much like the covid masks and many people have made this this joke and observation of like you know batman doesn't wear that mask to protect himself he wears it to protect the people in his life kind of thing Mm -hmm. Uh, spider-man is an even better example of that um so I'm interested in being coded positive or then obviously negative, like, you know, a burglar or <laughs> a Scooby-Doo villain <laughs> from real life to pop culture. But there's that really interesting other um, dichotomy between of what the emotion of a mask is. Mm-hmm. Because sometimes a mask is really frightening because it obscures all emotion. Yeah. And then sometimes a mask is frozen in a specific emotion and is a way to emote itself. So when you think of the emotion of masks, do you mm-hmm. think of them as something that more conveys emotion or something that hides emotion? Ooh. Ooh. Um, 
I feel like they masks for me. Sorry, not going to answer with a straight answer. They. I would be upset if you did. <laughs> they alter emotion mm. more than anything else. Um, you know, certainly like a full face mask where you can't see anything is going to hide emotion. Um, but I feel like with like the domino masks, what do you read into the lower half of the face or what you can still see of the eyes? Um, and even now with like the, you know, COVID masks or, you know, a lot of people wear them for pollutants and things like that. But for kind of math masks over your mouth, what do you convey with your eyes mm. since you can't with your mouth? So I just I feel like they they alter it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I thought I was going to have something more clever to say after that. And it, it, it left me. <laughs> I understand. So you, you feel like it is really about eyes. Is that um, no? I feel it, but I, f- I feel like the by taking something away, like say the domino masks, right? Um, by covering up the the skin around your eyes, you can still see people's faces. Yeah. So it's like, okay, well, are they smiling? Are they frowning? What are they? What kind of face are they making? And you can still see a little bit of emotion sometimes in the eyes, but I feel like it alters um, the perception that the person viewing the mask wearer has from that got confusing uh, <laughs> um you are wearing a mask right now i am looking at you and if you have the mask on or not i feel like it alters your it alters my perception of what you're doing with your face mm. even if you're doing the exact same thing with or without the mask on either the domino mask or the covid mouth masks okay yes okay got it got it yeah because there's there's obviously the just straight up like uh michael myers it's frozen and you don't know what that guy's thinking under there and that's right. terrifying or like the the mask in the dance piece was very blank, right? Frozen and blank and terrifying. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, so yeah. I'm so kind frozen of taking... is terrifying. But I love that what, what you're saying that even with masks that I would say are kind of coated with um, a, a, a very romantic idea of masking, like the masked hero, the mysterious person, but the person who means well, like mm-hmm. Lone Ranger or Zorro yeah. or the, you know, that are all the antecedents of uh, uh, or the precedents of the um of the superhero domino mask, Mm -hmm. even when it is coded as a dashing heroic thing to wear, just the fact that you're interacting with somebody who has chosen to obscure themselves in any way gives you that kind of emotional distance, even if you can see their eyes and even if you can still see what they're expressing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I just feel like it, it changes, it changes your, the perception a little bit of the viewer. Yeah. Um, And I feel like, you know, especially the, the Scooby-Doo masks where you don't know what's underneath, you know, the giraffe <laughs> yeah. mask, like those obviously totally um, conceal whatever the person is thinking underneath. A giraffe mask, yes. Yeah. Or that scary horse mask that uh, that had been very popular on the internet oh, yeah. for a while. Um, so in, in terms of that, mm-hmm. so right now in the real world, because this made me think of it, um, we, we all know why one another is wearing a, wearing a mask, you know, because I think. I think maybe right at the beginning there was a little bit of I don't want to be the only one, I and I I don't want to be teased, I don't want to be made fun of or or you know yelled at. Mm-hmm. Um, but now if you see somebody like you know exactly why they're wearing a mask, so there isn't that you know bit of removal or mystery. Do you still feel like even though you can see people's eyes that you are that there is when you interact with people less knowledge of what they're thinking and feeling? Yeah. I mean, I think it depends a little bit on the person, but um, 
one example that I have of this is I was, so I do still occasionally go to the grocery store, uh, following, following all of the social distancing. Um, and I was at the checkout and the person checking out my groceries made some joke. And I was like, oh, okay. I was like, oh, ha, ha, ha. He's like, oh, it's not a, a joke. That's the thing now. I was like, oh, okay. Oh, I know. It was about bagging your groceries. That And he's like, well, do you want me to bag your groceries? And it's a place that they don't like you. Like right now, nobody wants you to touch things. So I was like, I, I thought I wasn't supposed to touch anything. He's like, oh, well, I can bag them. It's just an extra charge. I was like, okay. Um, I mean, I can bag them. I thought you don't want me to touch anything. And he's like, no, 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 I'm joking. And I was like, Okay, he's like, no, I'm not. And I'm like, what? And he's like, no, 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 I'm joking. And it's I. So I go to this grocery store a fair amount, so I know most of the checkout people, and it is some person I've had interactions with before, and he was being super friendly. But I was just like, all I have are your eyes to go by, and I can't. I honestly couldn't quite read if I was, um, if he was joking yeah. or not. He was joking, but I. So then I was like, oh yeah, he's like, I, we still got to work on, you know, all of us in our. It's like I need. I think I put it on myself. I was like, I still need to work on my, um, you know, COVID mask humor, like being able to interpret <laughs> jokes through eyes or something like that. Yeah. But it was a really good example of, you know, is he just messing with me or is it true? And like he was saying it with a really straight face. Um, so maybe the mask didn't make a difference, but I felt like I would have definitely been able to tell without the mask. Yeah. That's fascinating that uh, how much mirth can we put in our <laughs> in our eyes yeah. how much emotion period is just in our eyes yeah. to convey subtle social cues especially when like just being outside is kind of a higher stakes you know notion uh, or situation yeah. right now yeah like i actually find for myself i am actively especially when i'm just kind of out walking around the block or something um i actively try to put extra emotion into my eyes of like (laughs) (laughs) what kind of emotion i'm usually friendly or you know like or because i because um if the sidewalks are kind of small and you want to move around somebody because you want them to feel safe but you don't want them to feel like you're judging oh i don't want to be close to you or i don't want to be close to your dog so i'm moving away so i kind of try to be like extra smiley but not really with my eyes because i'm trying to do my part and often they are too and i feel like there's an, a heightened uh eye awareness right now right and like i just kind of don't want to make eye contact with people i just kind of want to uh, go about my business and and if i'm passing somebody i try to just kind of look down and in general have a non-confrontational body language because mm-hmm. i get worried about eye contact is immediately going to be an opportunity for lots of uh misunderstanding true and i like 50 60 65 percent of the time probably don't make eye contact but <laughs> sometimes when i just like oh i feel like i'm being rude right now I, then i do try to make sure that i have friendly eyes oh yeah no i mean i think it's great to have friendly eyes and i was not judging how you handle i mean you're you're uh you know ruler of the world and when it comes to our household <laughs> you are you know the outside world much better than i do um it, it's a totally a personal preference thing for me because i I I struggle with I want clarity so much because I really want to know what other people are thinking or feeling sometimes to a point where it I think it it puts people off because they're not used to being asked for the level of clarity mm-hmm. like I remember you know getting to Los Angeles and f- setting up the first few shows that I did 
And I sent out like a very detailed email when people were coming to do uh, shows that I asked them to do because that was what my experience was from doing theater. And then I came to realize people were like, why is he sending us all these details? <laughs> you know, and I think that 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 part of my personality that has the instinct to be super clear about what people need and want, I'm I fear the ambiguity mm-hmm. is what it comes down to. Of if I make eye contact with a stranger on the street when we have our masks on, I'm going to start a conversation where I have no idea where any of the signposts are. Mm, yeah, yeah, and that's. I think another interesting thing right now with the masks and everything is, especially if you end up in a kind of accidentally closer than you mean to, do you say anything to somebody? Yeah. Um, Like if you're in a hallway and there's not six feet across, you can't stay six feet apart. So like the other day I was um, just, I was like, oh, well, this person's walking through and I think they had both a mask and a shield on. So I was like, they're taking this very seriously. I totally respect that. So I'm just going to wait here where the hallway is wider and let them pass me. And, but then I felt like I should be nice. So then as I, Past me, I was like, have a nice day. And I was like, oh, shoot, they don't want me to be talking out of my, ma- my mask. I just made it worse. <laughs> so I think there, it is very much like, what are the new social cues yeah. um, of mask usage? Like, do you not talk because you don't want to be expelling air through the masks? Yeah, yeah. I think that makes a lot of sense. There's so much conversation in our society right now about how, about our privacy, right? Mm-hmm. And with a, a lot of devices being uh, facial identification and a lot of fear of that being manipulated or, or get, get into the wrong hands kind of thing. Are you enjoying a, a heightened level of anonymity? Does that feel nice that when you're walking down the street, you don't feel as exposed? Um, if I thought about it, yeah, I would totally. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, I think one of the nice things about, about living in a larger city is for the most part, I don't feel like I see that many people that I know. So I can be, have my anonymity while walking down the street. But yeah, I'm going to start enjoying that. Good point. <laughs> How about you? Yeah, I mean, I think I, I, because I like to really choose when I engage. So sometimes when I'm out in the world, like I just want to, I will, if somebody nods at me or says hello or, you know, some, you know, some funny thing happens, I will engage with people. But I like to be able to choose to just be like, I'm just another person walking down the street, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think I do like that. And I think sometimes I've felt like that. Oh, this is great anonymity. You're wearing a bright <laughs> aqua blue mask <laughs> with a stylized Darth Vader on it. You're maybe not going, you know, incognito, dude. Uh, so I got to give that some more thought. Um, it's great to think about how we feel about masks in this time while we actually are actively, you know, wearing them. And then the whole face shield is a whole different thing because that is removed from a mask. Yeah. You know, because it's, uh, you know, it's clearly for safety, but it doesn't have that level of anonymity. In fact, I think probably people wearing a face shield feel like they're being looked at even more. Probably. Because it's a, you know, big thing to to wear, but maybe they'll become uh, more prevalent. I'm certainly seeing people post about them more on social media. Mm Mm-hmm. So that's awesome. Uh, getting back to sort of masks as a concept and how they live in yes. pop culture. Um, how do you feel about masks in stories that are coded as protection? Uh, that idea that anonymity is power. The idea that a superhero wears a mask to uh, protect the people they love. Mm. 
I'm, I mean, I, was say, I like the idea. I feel like it makes a lot of, to me, it makes a lot of sense. Um, I feel like there is power and danger in anonymity. Um, and with great power comes great responsibility. <laughs> and a um, cool mask. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. But I feel like it's, um, I like that idea um, of the anonymity and of the anonymity specifically to protect the people around you and to be able to do the work that you need to do without harming those that you care about. Yeah. Um, I, I think that's a really nifty idea. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's nifty too. And gosh, it's swell as well. Ah, <laughs> oh, gee. Ah, oh, gee, shucks. It's nifty. Uh, no, I agree. It's nifty. And it, and it is somebody who grew up, uh, loving masks and loving superheroes. This idea of, uh, this is such a hard time to live through and I'm being asked to do superhero stuff. Like, you know, I made jokes of like, I wish capes would also help mm-hmm. the virus and we all had to wear capes because this is kind of a dream come true in a way, you know, right? to be able to help a little bit. So I think I have it pretty deeply ingrained to see masks as both all their, their horror potential, which we'll talk about, um, but to see them as a signifier of somebody who is trying to do well mm-hmm. and trying to protect others. I think there's a part of me too in lots of different superhero stories wrestle with this on different levels. I think uh, as somebody who does have both strong extrovert and introvert tendency tendencies, I think there's a power in they, it's not, I my interpretation for like a Peter Parker like character. Mm-hmm. I mean, you you get the the Batman thing of like a lot of storytelling is Bruce Wayne is the mask, Batman that face that you know desire for justice. That's who he really is. The mask is the truth, and when he doesn't have the mask, that's when he's do you know uh, that's when it's a facade, right? But for someone like Peter Parker being Spider Man, I almost tend to read it as this is a part of who I am mm-hmm. and this is what I know I need to give of myself to other people. So when I'm Spider-Man and when I have the mask on, it's not a lie. That's who I am. Yeah. And I'm definitely on a practical level using it to, you know, wearing it to protect Aunt May. But also for like Peter Parker's soul, it seems like that little bit of divide of like when I need to be out there taking responsibility for doing good in the world. That's, you know, extrovert Peter Parker is Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. An introvert Peter Parker who just kind of cares about his own stuff and his own relationships. Yeah. You know, like that there that it isn't this uh, titanic battle between is he really Peter Parker? Is he really Spider-Man? But more like this real world thing of uh, Spider-Man is uh, Peter Parker at, <laughs> at parties and at work. And Peter Parker is Peter Parker when it's just time to watch some Netflix with Mary J. Yeah. Yeah, I love that idea. I mean, on a personal level, that really resonates of the like, yeah, I one part of my life is going to be here and another part of my life is going to be here. And, you know, that's great. And I've got like almost like different personas for them in different different outfits. Yeah. Spider-Man is about work-life balance. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah. But I, I mean, I really I do really like that idea. And I think it does make a lot of sense. Um, and it's interesting to think about how that applies in perhaps not such an extreme level uh, to to all of us on our in our daily lives. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, masks is a metaphor, pretty pretty big thing. Yeah, uh, but it can also be coded as 
uh, both a negative thing and, and a positive thing. Yeah. When do we want to be Peter Parker? When do we want to be Spider-Man? Yeah. And I think that, I think maybe that's it, is that to me, a mask isn't always hiding something. It's just one of, we all have many faces. Yeah. And that doesn't necessarily mean that we're being uh, duplicitous and hiding something. Mm-hmm. This is just, this is the side of me that I'm showing you now. This is... <laughs> This is the mask I'm wearing from my wall of masks. That doesn't sound at all creepy, <laughs> does it? Um, let's talk about the uh, the creepy side of it. How do yeah. you feel about masks that are coded as deception? Masks that are about concealing your true intent or your true self. We have everything from real life, you know, uh, robberies. Uh, obviously, you know, in, in comic books and pop culture, the, you know, bank robbers with Nixon masks and all that has been uh, so heightened. But then that tips into the... The horror, too, of it. Jason with an unmoving hockey mask is frightening because you don't know what's going on under there. Same thing with uh, Michael Myers and and on and on. Mm -hmm. That version of masks that's about concealing truth. What are your thoughts or feelings on that? Mm. I mean, I guess for me, it's a little bit more about the intent than it is about the full concealing. Um, I mean, if you're wearing a mask that's completely concealing who you are, what your intent is. Like if you can't see facial expressions at all, um, I think you need to choose very carefully what your mask is and what it is conveying to those around you. And I don't think, I think there are versions where there could be a good versions of that, but um, certainly the scary masks, uh, not a big horror fan. So I kind of just like, yep, nope is, uh, is my, my instinctual reaction to that. Yeah, I understand. I understand. I think that, you know, I, I is a fan of horror and particularly horror that really tips into ideas. Mm-hmm. I love things like uh, the Michael Myers mask and the idea of, is there any emotion going on under there? Or if he didn't have the mask on, <clears throat> excuse me, I got so excited, I choked. If he didn't have the mask on, would there be any other expression? Mm, um, all that yeah. kind of stuff is fascinating and what kind of blank slate masks are more terrifying is it is it terrifying to have somebody more terrifying to have somebody in a mask that has no emotion or is it more terrifying to have somebody with a mask with just tons of happy emotion but you don't know if that's a lie and if their intent is the exact opposite you know really uh, tapping into the sort of clown motif yeah yeah no i think it's it's there's a lot to be explored there yeah do you i know that you don't like them and you find them scarier Scary. Do you, if we saw in real life somebody wearing a full face mask, would you be more frightened if the mask showed no emotion or if the mask showed like a smiling face? Mm. And they're just like walking down the street, couldn't yeah. get anything from context clues. Ooh, Ooh. probably the smiling. Yeah. Because I feel like I'm, I like the intent of smiling for real, but if you're wearing that <laughs> as a mask, I, I tend to, trust it less yes but i'm not i'm not certain of that answer but that's my instinct okay yes so smiling mask is not nifty (laughs) questionably nifty questionably nifty yeah i love i I so love all of those uh discussions and those ideas of of uh, removing emotion in pop culture and stories i think i've been to like a couple parties or like at conventions where somebody has been wearing a full face mask, like covering things and not, not in a, I'm clearly cosplaying a character, you know, right? Like I've seen people cosplaying Vader and like, cool, you're being Vader. Awesome. 
But when somebody's just like at a party, especially if like there's like booze and somebody wants to wear a full face mask, my instinct is do not trust that person. That they are tr- that that they know what they are doing. Like mm-hmm. it's embedded enough in our culture that we need cues from other people to feel safe. That yeah. if somebody is choosing to entirely hide their emotions, like not at a Halloween party or okay, I was gonna you know ask, yeah, yeah, but just like. Just, you know, like at a convention and they're they're at the bar, you know, after and they're not cosplaying a character. It's just to wear a mask. That always unnerves me because I feel like people are tapping into. I do actually have some it gives me some power for other people to not know who I am and what I'm thinking. Yeah. Yeah. I would absolutely agree with that. Yeah. How do you feel about seeing somebody at the bar who has a full face mask on, but they've tilted it up on top of their head? Love it. <laughs> <laughs> well, because then I, if somebody's not, not actively wearing, like pulling it down to show people every once in a while, yeah. then, then to me it's clearly in the spirit of fun. I also just love any cosplay, any Halloween stuff where people are uh, needing to do normal day-to-day life things. <laughs> One of my favorite things I ever saw a person with a great elaborate uh green lantern uh costume uh you know had the power ring had the lantern and everything it's at san diego comic-con uh just really tired sitting uh by the wall with his uh phone plugged into the power socket <laughs> just <laughs> funny to me because green lantern is all about you know powering his right ring. uh yeah <laughs> his ring is basically you know an iphone that only has one charger it's a it's a rough <laughs> thing rough thing to be um do you have a favorite mask in pop culture Oh, wow. Wow, that's such a great question. Um, not that I can think of off the top of my head, um, but I'm going to think. Do you have ones other than Robin's domino mask? <laughs> I have many. I mean, <laughs> uh, all sorts of different superhero ones. But the ones that I've been thinking about a lot because I am, you know, so very uh, Star Wars obsessed is Vader's mask is great in, in the moment where it where he, he asks Luke to take it off at the end of Return of the Jedi. Spoilers. Um, is great. But the way that Vader's mask was built on to create Kylo Ren's mask, I mean, Mm. from a design perspective, but much more. There's so much great stuff in the sequel trilogy uh, dealing with Kylo's mask and what it means to him and Mm -hmm. the way he he keeps rejecting it and clinging to it. Uh, There's a great comic book called uh, just a four issue thing called rise of kylo ren that gets into it a little bit more uh as well um uh, and this other anyway it doesn't matter i love the idea that i think is at work there with kylo ren's mask that he is wearing it to hide from himself mostly that he knows that he is only somewhat committed to this uh dark side path and that he kind of can't look himself in the face and that's a really neat idea for a mask because yeah. you know we're used to it for like i'm choosing to represent this part of myself or i'm you know choosing to hide this part of myself and, and all that is at work but also just the like i i will not be able to see myself if i hide myself in a mask yeah yeah no i love yeah. that and then on top of the you know it just the, the great stuff of we are used to in star wars those kind of masks being coded not only for evil but for you need that because there's something wrong with you yeah, and that, the, the way it all plays out of it, it, it does feel like he is he's a he's a kid trying, yeah, to be something. But then he actually does get the scar from Ray, and, and it goes on and on. It, was great. <laughs> I really like Kylo Ren's mask. 
did that give you enough time to think of a mask that you like in pop culture? <laughs> um, well, you, I, while we were standing here, standing here, sitting here, we do have a um, poster of Captain America wearing a mask next to us, and I do quite like that one. Yeah, I mean, it is definitely, I mean, it's a classic superhero mask mask. I'm looking up at it, but I mean, it is also one of the more challenging masks to translate from comic books, and they did such a good job because a mask that has a big <laughs> A on the forehead, <laughs> I mean, yeah. you, you can, you know, go pretty cool with Batman's mask, and, you know, <laughs> and Spider-Man's mask, and Iron Man's mask is fascinating, and yeah. uh, you know, so many... Uh, you know, interesting masks out there and Flash and, you know, Arrow with his hood and his domino mask. But Captain America, they managed to make him look cool and noble and emotive, all while having a big A on his forehead. Yeah, yeah. So well done, I say. Uh Uh-huh. Yep, I'm going to be impressed with that one. Here's a weird question for you as we begin to uh, wrap up here. Uh, Are emojis masks we can put on our opinions that we type? (laughs) wow um maybe yes (laughs) i feel like if emojis were masks they would be domino masks Ooh, yeah yeah i think i just started when i was writing up these notes and thinking about it a lot uh i had to stop and answer an email and i did a smiley face thing Mm -hmm. uh and i think just the way that we are using emojis feels a little like greek theater of like this image that is frozen of a very specific emotion mm-hmm. and it was entertained by the idea of emoji masks. <laughs> uh here's here's my final question for our main topic and then we will wrap up uh if you could wear a much more elaborate like superhero mask to help stop the spread of the virus what kind of mask would you want oh yeah so um being in if I didn't really have to think about kind of um function of reality for a moment I would want um a red jumped into my head um that goes like is not just a mouth mask but like a full maybe maybe we'll go domino mask that also has a face covering because you know we're trying to be safe um i want feathers i want like (laughs) like peacock plumes that like go kind of backwards you know like um like um wing type oh, of things yeah you know? like um, yeah i'm gesturing as though that helps at all oh, yeah like fe- yeah yeah big flowing um, yeah like mercury wings oh uh, like yeah. feathers like going backwards like aerodynamic oh a um, little bit like captain america hey yeah i wasn't even realizing i was being influenced by that <laughs> um so i would like that because i feel like um you know we also maybe with specifically coronavirus it's often depicted with some red on it in the drawing so that feels appropriate um yeah who knows if that's accurate or not i don't i uh, didn't didn't take that mini science lesson <laughs> but um yeah that's what i want yeah i think that's a good one uh i would because i've wanted to be uh i had this idea to be this superhero when i was very young i would want to be uh the avenging honey bear and i would have a a large bear mask with the, you know the eyes cut out uh for my actual eyes so i could still be be friendly <laughs> friendly through a bear mask very nice and with that we are going to move on to our quick plugs and we'll go on to our final questions where can people find you in any pictures of your mask you might want to share yeah i mean now I've, i this is a new goal i can be found on twitter at sarah underscore scrimshaw and on instagram at scrim street Excellent. And you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram is at Joseph Scrimshaw. You can follow Obsessed Podcast on Twitter and Facebook is at Obsessed Podcast. 
can also check out the Star Wars podcast I co-host. If you'd like to hear me ramble about Kylo Ren's mask even more, that is called Force Center. For info on all my upcoming shows, because they will come again, and comedy albums and stuff, you can check out my website at josephscrimshot.com. You can also support Obsessed by backing us on Patreon. Full info on that, go to patreon.com slash josephscrimshot. And we always want to point out that there are a ton of different resources that you can uh, check out in these challenging times to help people on blacklivesmatter.com. All right, you ready for the final questions? Yes, I am. If literally any physical object could grow from a plant, what object would you want to grow on our balcony? Oh, wow. Um, cheese. <laughs> would, it, would it be a cheese tree? Yes. Um, okay. it, it Actually, it would be a small cheese bush um, because <laughs> I don't want there to be a tree that uh, has too much weight for our balcony. Okay, do, how does the cheese emerge from the plant? Um, instead of leaves, there's little like slices of cheese. <laughs> oh, it's, it's pre-spliced. <laughs> Is it? Do you have to get uh, different uh, types of cheese plants, or does uh, all kinds of different cheese grow on the cheese bush? I I think all <laughs> kinds of different. We can call it a cheese tree. That's okay. <laughs> all different kinds of cheese, and maybe sometimes it's slices, and sometimes it's little. You know, like like the like figs. Like it's little like fig like pieces of like dollops of cheese. Oh, there are dollops of cheese on the cheese bush. Yeah, like fig, like they hang down. Okay, yeah. Okay, so you can pluck. You can pluck. You can pluck the cheese. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I want this to be real more <laughs> than my bear mask, even. Uh, if you could put on a mask that grants you one superpower, what superpower would you want it to be that comes with your mask? Flying. Flying. Oh man, yeah. Because then those uh, those uh, winged feathers, <laughs> right? Could really flap in the breeze. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I think the, my inspiration for the mask was the firebird. So that I was instantly thinking of flying anyway. Okay. Yeah. That makes sense. That makes a ton of sense. Well, now I want to see you, uh, just race through the air, swoop down out of the sky, pluck some cheese off a tree (laughs) and then continue flying on. I like this world. Uh, it's a great one, right? Uh, final question of the podcast is always, what is happiness? Do you have a general answer for that? Do you have a mask specific answer for what is happiness? Oh, I I like doing the specific ones lately since we're since I'm answering the question a little bit more often. <laughs> a lot more often. <laughs> um, I'm going to say that happiness is is finding finding the mask that lets you see yourself. Ooh, that is very nice. Finding the mask that lets you see yourself. If only Kylo Ren could have done that earlier. So much would have been a little better. Anyway, that is our podcast. Thank you for listening and thank you for spending some time as we obsessed over masks in the real world and our beautiful cheese tree filled fantasy worlds. That is our podcast. You've been listening to Obsessed. Joseph Scrimshaw and his guest shared some stories with the rest. Rate five stars if you're impressed. So you love trees. I do. If a tree could wear a mask, what kind of mask do you think? trees should wear Ooh, like where the tree would wear it (laughs) (laughs) you you take the question wherever you'd like (laughs) i think that the trees should wear little masks that are made out of like little mini clouds (laughs) (laughs) okay i can't wait to go to the masked tree ball